0: Listening to the two Pauls and a pod podcast. I'm Paul Merriman and I'm Paul Reed. Today's episode is all about the finance of romance. Oh up to
1: Valentine's Day. Let's, let's get, get it, it up. On. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> okay, I let's get everybody into humor. Yeah, it's not the type of podcast. It's not so that's about all. money. We'll, we'll, we'll about give money. you
1: some relationship advice, possibly. Paul will give you most of that. Um, <laughs> so, Paul Merriman. Um, yeah, let's get started on this. Yeah, uh,
0: okay. Let's Okay, do okay. It.
1: well, let's start from the start where everybody starts, hopefully. Sometimes it's uh, it's it's in a club in the corner and you're about locked and you don't know what's <laughs> going on and then you have to deal with that the next day. Or um, it's going on a date. Everyone's on apps these days and all that kind of crack. Someone asks someone on a date. Mm-hmm. You're on a date. Yep. And... Um, I know you haven't been on one for a while, but... No. What do you think? Who pays... So I have been on a date
0: with my wife now. No, well, it's true. We, yeah, yeah okay. no, I know. But we've well sorted the money conversation. Before. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, well, I know what you mean. So technically speaking, I'm on a first date. This is where you go. Yeah. Right. Who, who do you think... This is a massive topic
1: online with the kids. Uh, but this is... Who, who, who pays? Who pays? I don't know. I'm old fashioned. The bloke. Like, whatever. Like, it's like... Fuck. People... T- nah looking too far into it maybe
0: I think so I think so Um, I don't know some people say it's whoever asked who on the date which is Uh, kind of cool so I I can't speak for everybody in this but I would like to pay being gentlemanly. I'm not trying to say that the woman couldn't afford to pay in my oh, situation yeah, yeah. or someone's less than I and all this bullshit. Yeah. I'm being a gent. I'd like to pay for the meal. I'd like to pay for the drinks. Um, I think that should be okay. But equally, if people want to split the bill and have that. Although, do you know what? Do you ever watch that show Four States? Yeah, it's the best show ever the
1: fucking <laughs> awkwardness the awkwardness so when it goes wrong oh, the amazing. awkwardness I've seen it when some bloke's card got declined oh, that's brilliant I just what? did you see the one where the kid rings his mum oh I did the transfer of money was <laughs> oh, like, Jesus like, it's, sure. it's the so, oh. your man was so patient when be was so nice the, the French <laughs> guy but oh my god it's all destroyed it's I have like, been I went on a date years ago I, I've been on loads of days no big deal um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I went on a date years ago and I did go What's to my yeah <laughs> i'll leave it on the end of the podcast you yeah yeah
0: well wow. who knows <laughs> the but, time the date of this podcast's going out and might change
1: geez, it might change uh, yeah. by the day you're right <laughs> um but i went and i went to my bank it was in london and i went to my english bank i forgot my irish card and i was like i actually don't know how much money i have in my english account and i went to the bank machine and i swear to god she was standing beside me this lovely girl that i was on a date with and i was like this might not Go well, like <laughs> I might be asking this person for the first time I properly met her, like and all that stuff. Can <laughs> bus buzz home? Yeah, I was still going, No, walk, well, it's cool. Uh, luckily, luckily, um, you I had, had something money. something to put towards it. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, I did. My uh, friend of mine said, Look, whoever asked someone on the date, you kind of offered to pay. I would, <laughs> I'd pay out of awkwardness anyway, even if I'm going for a, a coffee with a mate, I'd be the one to pay.
0: Well. I've been in this situation before where I've picked up the tab of family events out of awkwardness. Yes. Okay. Because I fucking hate the awkwardness yeah, when yeah, the bill yeah. comes down and, you know, I don't know. Actually, let's talk, about okay. this, let's talk about this. I know we're talking about romance and it's Valentine's Day we're talking about couples. We'll do that now in a second. Hmm. But also, what's your opinion on being at a bit at a table and let's say there's, whatever, five or six people or five or six couples or three couples, whatever it is, the bill comes down and you just say, right, we're split it three ways. Yeah. And somebody goes, but I only had water a yeah, you throw had the water, two, two points. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm yeah, yeah. with you. No, there's... <laughs>
1: Nothing more awkward. Again, it depends who you're with, I guess, because if you're with family, you're kind of, okay, well, let's just chuck it in. Well, it depends on your family, but um, there is those times where you just just going... <laughs> I don't we really know these people that well? And that guy just didn't have any bread and he's saying it and water, whatever. And
0: but it's—I think it's up to you to be fair enough and go. look, he yeah, didn't look, have I think so. Yeah, no, no, there is. Yeah, yeah there, I, th- I think. I think if if it's there. It's nice if yeah. somebody cops it and somebody says, No, they're on their own or they've only got one child, somebody else has 10 kids or whatever it is. Then yeah. You have to have your cop on. Yeah. But think if it's close enough and that everyone's had the roughly the same shit yeah. that it's just split. Yeah, yeah And yeah, this yeah. thing of I had this and she had that and well, I had a steak. It's or I had that. great for that. And yeah, in apps, fairness, it is. That, they're splitting the bill. Yeah. It's yeah. a little bit easier to do that. Yeah. yeah, if restaurants allow, but I think it's awkward when the bill comes out people take like the calculator route and saying, I had this, you yeah, had yeah, that. It's yeah.
1: fucking torture. I know, it's hard yeah. in the staff as well. Like, I mean, they're just going, okay, well, Take individual payments, but like yeah. on a date, um, there is a kind of thing like if one is, I guess I can't remember. But I guess if one of is get uh, get the bill for the food, I say you go for food. Who goes for dinner anymore? I don't even know. But you go for food, and uh, they they get the next drink, or you get the drink. You just I, I think that's yeah, easy. I think that's good, yeah pint, round by
0: round, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. I get that, but I think a meal when the bill comes out, yeah, that's personal preference. Well, look, we're talking also about
1: you know couples that get that are with already with each other or starting out in their in their romantic journey together um, but they're also starting out in a kind of financial journey together um, uh, to make it even sexier uh, (laughs) that they have to talk about I think it's it's always, as we were saying, the very first podcast to be open and yeah. have a conversation about money. It doesn't have to be long. It's just a kind of openness of like, what do you think and your yeah. goals, I guess.
0: Yeah. One thing that I'm quite proud of what of what we've done in Ask Paul, what we started a number of years and six years ago, I trying to break down the barriers. We spoke about this, talked about this in the first episode. Um, and when people reach out and they say, we've started to have money conversations that we never had and we're mm. starting to financially plan, that literally gives me an absolute major buzz because good. it's what, I'd lo- what I wanted it to be about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the financial planning and business and pensions and investments and mortgages and all that, that second part. It's people talking about money and having people with good relationships with money. I think it's next to impossible to be in a relationship where you don't talk about money or you're not on the same page financially, especially if you have kids. Oh, yeah. I would like to think the majority of people think the same and then some people won't. That's okay because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not always right. But, um, but, mad statistic, recently in the US, uh, research showed that 86% of couples that got married started off with personal debt. That's fucking gaga. What? Now, in the States, you have a lot of stuff for like, student yeah, loans. Yeah, is yeah. mad over the United States, in fairness. It is. Um, but just look at that. It's a massive statistic. 86% of people going, you need to know where you stand financially going into a marriage. You need to know, you know... If there's any debt, if there's any issues, you know, with credit rating in the past, if there's any relationship problems previously with money, if there's been gambling, if there's been, you know, people just not being able to handle money. Um, and I think it's okay in some time of relationship, but I don't know what the point perfect point is, it's gonna be different for everybody. It's the discussion about you and our right here, and also how you think you wanna set up your finances as a company, you're gonna keep them completely separate, you're gonna keep them together. In a few minutes I'm gonna give you what my opinion is of what it should be. And um, again, I'd like to think you know, from 20 years in the business and going through thousands of consultations with people and over 8,000 clients and seeing everything I think has when it comes to money. I think I know what the best way to set up is for success um, and uh, as a successful couple managing money together. Mm. Uh, But I think you need to have the conversation. I know uh, the Catholic Church if you're getting married in the church they made you go on a kind of course where you talk about money as well. um, Which is fair enough. And, you know, it's just logical it's just just logical
1: Claire was saying here was was that um, that's the kind of first sometimes where people it's the first time they talk about
0: it. it is yeah when they go to they go to whatever the pre-marriage course is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's yeah yeah that's the first time they ever discussed it and I think people do find it very difficult to I think if you've never discussed money it Mm. becomes very difficult to speak about as the time goes on no matter what your relationship is or how strong your relationship is or especially if you don't like what somebody's doing with money and you haven't said it earlier on now 10 years later and you're finally saying look I don't like what you're doing here or mm-hmm. there it becomes an issue and that sort of that's like anything in a marriage we don't discuss and not yeah. just money um, but yeah I, I think you need to get it out on the table you need to have a discussion um, the easiest way if somebody's listening and they haven't done that yet and they want to approach a subject um, and they're struggling about how to do it um, I think a financial plan is the easy way to set it up and yeah, start and I'm not saying talking for financial planning conversation with me by the way it's a personal one a financial plan can be literally sitting down and saying right where do you want to be in 10 or 15 years yeah, here yeah. or especially if you have kids what's the story for the kids mm-hmm. so what are we going to do with the kids are you going to go to the private education or are you going to go to public schools um, you know are they like who's going to fund what way we're going to fund this it, it, Shopping, food, nappies, child care. It kind of throws it all out on the table. Yeah, yeah. We have a really good personal budget template on the Aspol website. I know we're going to mention this on a lot of the podcast series, but it's so basic. You go, you download it, and you complete it. I think as a couple that maybe haven't discussed it. Maybe it's a way to discuss it. Say, so look... Gonna get this person budget template. I'd love for us to be able to sit down and go through it together, mm-hmm. um, one evening to make sure we're aligned to where we're gonna go. And maybe what you might do is write down three goals you want in the next ten years, and yeah. I'm gonna write three goals where I am in ten years. And We might not share it till Friday evening, Saturday yeah, morning, yeah. whatever it is, um, and then let's see where we end up. And at least you can find out where. If it's never done, the it compromise before. for each other. Yeah, as, was, yeah, if it's never been done before, and the majority of people are probably gonna be on the same wavelength. You know, they're yeah. gonna be probably in and around. Yeah, I'd love to retire early. I'd love to clear the mortgage. Mm-hmm. I'd love that the kids up if you have kids, they're probably gonna be in around the same place. Yeah, yeah. So it might be the icebreaker that you need download the personal budget template and approach it that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or leaving this podcast on in the background every time your spouse or whoever is uh,
1: you know, <laughs> yeah. that's that same episode, yeah. yeah if I you're
0: about to go away on a romantic weekend, you're listening to this in yeah. the car, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's being ruined, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah turn yeah. the car around, yeah, particularly with our singing, <laughs> yeah. Um, cool, and uh, go on, yeah, sorry, yeah. So, I was gonna say that from a point of view of open discussion, and having a chat about it, and then I think. For those that might want to know or might be struggling what the best way to do it is, uh, what I think works best and what I've seen work best in practice over the years is a main working account and a main number so every couple in my opinion needs the number they need to know what it costs to run the household run the kids put food on the table light, heat roof over your head and clothes on your back Mm -hmm. and you need to find that out I think that's where the personal budget template comes in where you actually complete the planner and you say right ESB, gas or food or mortgage or rent whatever it is oh oh, shit we need 4 grand a month yeah Okay, now you need to find out what's coming in. The general allowance is coming in, and, you know, it might be social welfare benefits coming in, it might be PAYE income, so we might be self-employed. And say, right, we need four grand. Now, it doesn't mean you have to have a joint account. Um, now, myself said my wife do, but you might not want it. You might just want to have a main working account joint where you say, right, the four grand needed, we're going to put two grand each in, or I'm on more, I'll put in three, you'll put on one, whatever that is. And you get the four grand in, and that runs the household, and then whatever else is left in your current account, that's it. Or else, what some couples do, is everything goes into the joint account, and then they spit out 500 quid, or a grand, or whatever they have as disposable, to each other's Revolut account, and that's what they have as a discretionary spend.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's going for a point, that's going to the hairdressers, It's whatever you're doing. Buying yeah, yeah. presents, and all the discretionary stuff you do, a cup of coffee, whatever you're doing, your lunches, etc. And that can work quite well as well. But I think more and more people that I'm seeing are using the household joint accounts, keeping their own single accounts out on the side and then contributing together into the working working account for the household.
1: So do you think, the, yeah, the financial independence uh, is a kind of important factor in a in a, in
0: a relationship? I mean, this is turning into a relationship advice, but it's actually yeah, financial advice. it's financial advice, no it depends. On. I mean, yeah. again, what I will say here to anybody listening that might be in a bit of a bother here is that there's no right or wrong. Yeah. So I'm not writing this, I'm just giving the two scenarios and I think yeah, yeah, they yeah. work genuinely really well for people. I think when people start saying, I pay the mortgage these pay this and they pay that it just gets very it can sometimes get distorted mm-hmm. very quickly and then you end up rebalancing all the time Yeah. so mortgage repayments go up or the car repayment goes up or the kids go the second risk yeah, and it yeah. becomes more expensive or the cost of living the food is now more expensive or the energy bills are more expensive so there's too many variables and too many discussions needed you know, if you know yeah. your figure is four grand a month, okay, the joint figure goes to four two. Great, it's 2,100 each or whatever you're going to do. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's a good way to do it. Um, but like I said, there's no right or wrong. Um, what, about the, the
1: what about the top earners in the house? Uh, so if someone has a... Yeah, should one, be pay more?
0: They should be paying more, directly. Yeah, yeah, of course they should. They yeah. Fucking, yeah. Yeah. I, just, like, I don't understand what's wrong with that. I think if somebody's <laughs> no, earning more income and they're yeah. married and they're in a relationship or a live cohabitating with somebody, especially if you have kids... Um, yeah they need to be Paying more That's yeah, yeah.
1: like And what if they're not married This is another thing Like there's a lot of You know What if you're not married And you're so a higher re- earner We'll lot get into the voice. law And stuff yeah. in a second yeah. I want to get into that
0: I knew you are So I was going to go <laughs> Yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: But Just before you do uh, Just because just I want to Stick on the, the top earner thing As well yeah. As being a parent But also if you're not married um, and, and you're a top earner And you're considering Having a joint account Well you're sharing your life
0: yeah. You're sharing a house Sorry this is my opinion But yeah, again yeah, yeah. I might be wrong um, But you're sharing your life With somebody Mm-hmm. Um and especially if you have kids. Now I yeah. think if the kids are outside you don't have kids yet and you're moving in, you know, it depends on what the bills are. So if the bills are maybe the rent and you both can afford to split the rent, the rent's two grand, you can both afford a grand a month, yeah. I get my head around that. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And then you're going, Hold do you doing everything, so I might want to pick it up for it or pick up the bill for this or that, and that's discretionary. That's easier to do when you don't have children. Yeah. I think once you have children, there becomes a responsibility for the parents to turn into more like company director styles, okay? Yeah, yeah. Now, what I mean by that is, I am a CEO of a company, I'm a manager director of a company, and from that point of view, I have to look at the finances of the business, have to look at the business plan, I have to look at money coming in, money going out, and have to make sure the company is profitable at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should be doing that with their own expenses yeah. and their own living, cost of living. I think you should be looking and saying, right, how do I make myself profitable at the end of the year or at least a little bit better than I was last year I think everybody should be trying to improve themselves every year financially yeah. that might be spending less or bringing in more income that might be working overtime might be working a second job at the weekend everyone's going to be different yeah. but ultimately you need to be improving every year from a financial point of view and treating yourself like a company director especially if you have children because the children are now part of the family obviously yeah. and it's up to you as the parents to be the CFO the HR department yeah. and the accountants and be able to make sure that the household is running in a formal way. Yeah, That might sound complicated to people but all that is is again the Ask Paul Personal Budget Planner. Just take it, download to find yeah. out what your expenses are uh, and try and improve it every year. And in time, those kids uh, can start working for you. Yeah, they <laughs> can sell them. Oh, don't, yeah. sell them.
1: <laughs> don't sell them. <laughs> don't sell them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can uh, start making things, whatever, sell them on the street. Cool. Seven Ed started out as well. Yeah, exactly. As Gary Vee started out. Yeah, yeah you're exactly. a hero. Who, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, very good. Um, But it is good to show, obviously, uh, the kids will uh, learn from that, as you did around your kitchen table. Yeah, and we mentioned this uh, yeah, in the stuff. first podcast, I yeah.
0: talk about that kind of relationship of money and kids see that from a very young age as well. So yeah. it's important to be able to give that message down. But I just think that if you're sharing your life with somebody, especially if you have children uh, and you're on that kind of road uh, for the very foreseeable future together, your whole life together, um, that you... Yeah, you take ownership of money um, yeah. and it doesn't have to be a rude word or a bad word or yeah, a stressful yeah. conversation um, you know it should be what's coming in what's going out and how it's you speak up and look if you're earning more than somebody else or somebody else you, it's completely I think acceptable for that person to pay a little bit more because they have more income coming in
1: and so you know if, if someone is a stay at home parent if, mm-hmm. or if a couple decides listen you earn less I have a better job perspective. Uh, yeah. perspective perspective is that the word projection you know. Pro- whatever I don't know whatever. it's a real job I don't have one so um, <laughs> <laughs> but but if someone is doing uh, better in terms of that and the, they both decide hey listen to, okay you stay at home and uh, look after the kids we'll save a lot of money all that kind of stuff and um, how how do people uh, work, or how how do you think people should uh, work their finances?
0: So there? I find in that example, it needs to be a joint account because if somebody's working at home and from the home as a stay at home parent, they haven't got access to earn the same level of cash. Yeah. Uh, so not earning an income as such uh, but they're saving buckets of income for the family by not having nannies in or not having child minors or crash fees or etc etc so I do think it just needs to be one joint account for everybody to live off and mm-hmm. work off um, and that the main income earner has to give it up and say well that's coming into the household um, I don't think it's fair in my opinion to put somebody on a wage or to say yeah, to somebody yeah. at the end of the month that you're getting and you're not getting access to this or access to that because that's Okay, I'm not going to say it's financial abuse, but it's not far off. And if somebody's giving up their job to look after their kids or look after a sick child or a sick parent or whatever it is, uh, I think, again, it's, it's my opinion. opinion. Well, it's word, my yeah. opinion. I've worked with thousands of clients. I've seen this happen time and time again. The relationship works better when it's the openness of what's in the account. Because the person's allowed to go out in there and bring that money in because they don't have the stress of looking after the kids or picking up and doing all the other things so it's a kind of win-win situation and you're really working as a couple in that situation Mm. and you're taking someone's income away from them and they're going to be doing something else in the household I think it's very unfair personally speaking not to let them involved in that open you know yeah Open of the account and I think it just needs to be one single joint account where everything goes out and I think what they should do is agree right our discretionary spend is you know when bringing in five grand a month our discretionary spend is 500 quid each you kick 500 quid each out uh, and that's fine everyone's on the same page but cool. don't wrong with that so uh,
1: just because you uh, touched on it there Paul the, um, financial abuse I mean it must be hard when people don't feel like they have an income and they, they're in a, a situation or environment where they are the, the person that's earning less uh, than their partner or spouse, whatever, um, and they. Uh, what advice would you have for someone like that? I guess is what is what I'm trying to get at.
0: Um, to get help asap because now financial abuse is a really really bad situation to be in. Of course, yeah. So someone not having access to a current account or not. Sorry, someone not having a joint account and keeping finance separate is not really financial abuse. So I just want to draw. to no, really yeah, that's set what the, the, the draw the line here, yeah, in yeah, yeah. And Let's talk about financial abuse. Yeah. Um and I think I've said before I'm just using like quick example. Not saying yeah. that if, if a spouse is not given a joint account, that's not financial abuse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. it's not an ideal situation in my opinion. Yeah. But when we talk about financial abuse, financial abuse is when somebody is being uh completely denied access to their own money, mm. um or money that's in the household, um and being probably drip fed a very little amount of money, or feels that they can't ask for more money, um and is under massive anxiety, um and being threatened with the removal of money from the household from them or the children based on certain aspects of the marriage Mm. and that's really what financial abuse boils down to it's an absolute shit for somebody to go through it. It's horrendous. Um, and they need to reach out ASAP and get advice. And it's coercive behavior as well in this. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of things rolled into probably a completely different episode about, you know, money uh, and financial abuse. But I do think you need to reach out and get support ASAP. Right. Um, and it needs to be addressed. Um, and I, I would say that first and foremost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But like I said, I don't think anything we've touched on today, I'm not saying that is a financial no, abuse. No, so I don't think this really- is you need to be thinking you're getting financial abuse because you don't have a set, a set accounts that open a joint account yeah. or anything like that no no no, no. just to say it yeah, um, yeah. but yeah I just think it's something that needs to be c- taught of and be very very careful for people yeah. that they don't end up in a situation where they can be end up being controlled financially over a number of years yeah, yeah. because you don't mind one thing happening two things happening and then snowballing over five years where you're completely controlled by somebody else when yeah. it comes to how much money you can get and how much money you can spend it's not a nice place if you're in that place reach out and get help ASAP
1: and they should yeah feel like they have their, some kind of financial
0: independence in themselves exactly yeah. yeah they should be able to
1: Um, and just like on couples coming in particularly uh, I'm just talking about couples really because uh, it is the, the <laughs> Valentine episode um where what's the biggest concern or what's the biggest thing you, you, you find when a couple come in and you're like are you for real or there's, uh, there's something that, that that triggers you and goes whoa that, they should not be doing that like what's the biggest thing that you're surprised by I
0: guess I think so what happened over COVID-19 is that we got more couples than ever before doing consultations because they were together in the house yeah. they were in lockdown and they were looking at money and talking together about loads of stuff yeah, that yeah. they probably never really sat down before Before, like typically speaking, I would meet somebody on a work site where I was in their job, I spoke about their pensions, I was in their financial planning consultation with somebody come into the office and then we'd show them the financial plan. We talk and they go back and speak to their spouse or partner, we mightn't see them, and we'd always kind of get to try and see them, or sometimes we wouldn't, and they'd come in and do the plan by themselves, just fine. But then during COVID 19, we started dealing with more and more couples than ever before. And what I noticed was that people just sometimes are differently, I suppose, you can find that one person is really into finances and the financial plan where other people are just kind of going along in life just, go going yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just going to work
1: Yeah. just
0: going to work getting the wage in at the end of the month yeah, they're yeah. sitting on a Zoom looking at me going What's this lad talking about yeah. <laughs> I can't see by the end of next week he's yeah, talking about yeah. I'm 65 yeah, yeah. and he just mentioned when I'm 90 you fuck off yeah, 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 and, yeah. and you can see that on their, foot. You can yeah. see that in their face but the other person is really into it because yeah, they might yeah. have a bit more time they a bit of time of research And they want to retire early and they're so passionate about financial planning and they're really loving it. So you see couples that are just mismatched or in in terms of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In terms of that. And then you try to bring them together on it and you try and get to a commonality and try of ground where you kind of say, what would you like? And you're trying to. And you know what? More times than not, we've end up almost doing a counseling session with financial planning well, consultations yeah. for couples where you're trying to bring them on the same path together. And sometimes it's hilarious for somebody who has a completely different outcome than the other. Um, and it can be very, very interesting, to be fair. I um, haven't seen many disasters. I mean, I've come across, unfortunately, one or two cases um, where, you know, people are... Just a completely different wavelength when yeah. it comes to their finances, yeah, yeah, um, and they don't want to know. They're sitting in consultations and not saying anything. They're not giving anything back. Yeah. And one person's kind of running the show, um, which is disheartening for me as the advisor, yeah, but also yeah. for the other person who's trying to get so much out of it, uh, and it's not working. I think the biggest thing that couples probably fight about, if you're asking me, yeah, um, is, yeah let's get down to let
1: right? What's the is the mo-
0: is the mortgages. Um, When it comes to mortgages and it comes to where to live, how much to spend... Um, and that can sometimes be an absolute disaster for people yeah. when they're coming in for a consultation and they haven't really discussed it and you're getting the nitty gritty of what they can afford and one people really wants to go one person really wants to go all out and get you know the maximum house, mortgage so yeah, and the yeah. biggest house and they're really doing the whole Instagram trying to impress the neighbours and yeah. trying to impress the Joneses yeah. and the other person is completely going absolutely not I'm not living there I don't want to live there and you're yeah. going to go on this conversation before <laughs> you booked in for a mortgage yeah, consultation yeah, yeah. but it's the one time where you really see couples differ so much
1: well I guess having a mortgage consultation as we d- we will discuss um, is in a different episode but it's 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 the opportunity to, to talk about that having a consultation sometimes when at home it, it might not be the right environment exactly yeah and, and, you and you might a time, yeah, it might
0: be the time yeah it might be when you see couples you know um, it's, it's just it's just weird when they're so far apart yeah, yeah. and you're kind of going you two don't need to be together never mind getting a mortgage yeah, together because yeah, yeah. this is, you can see where this is going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's the biggest one. When you're when you're getting into those life changes, like someone getting a pension or someone looking to retire early or setting up an investment account or you know, doing the normal stuff that we do for people on a daily basis yeah. is not a big deal. When you get into the nitty gritty of mortgages, um, it's really big. the other one then is this is really interesting, is when people start to plan their inheritance mm. on their partner or spouse's inheritance so mm. when we're doing financial planning consultations and it comes up but your mum's house is going to be worth when she dies and Ooh. the other person is looking going what did they just say <laughs> uh, so you're looking at the, the, the partner yeah. literally thinking about the mother-in-law or the father-in-law passing away um, and they're counting that on their financial plan which looking fair enough we, we will ask the question have you got inheritance coming Yeah, um, and sometimes people are underprepared for that question and they don't know how to answer it. and the other person is very logical saying oh yeah sure the house is worth it Billion, there's yeah, only yeah, two, yeah. and we're going to get half million each. And the poor person sitting there, I think I don't know. The Scotsman and my doing, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> ma- and which oh, is, I completely <laughs> get enough. that. Yeah, it's yeah. fair enough. So they are the two biggest things. It's usually inheritance and then buying houses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That you usually find, you usually catch couples out on, mm-hmm. um, on where they are. Wow. Um, but yeah, other than that, there's not really. I mentioned before in a mortgage episode talking about people when they're doing mortgage well, when they have maybe a financial difficulty that they weren't aware of, uh, where they didn't pay a yeah. m- uh, loan back or a, or a, a credit card back or, or something someone's silly someone's a member of
1: a couple of golf clubs just happened to uh, people I know not they're, they weren't particularly friends of mine but uh, they discovered when they went to financial con- consult uh, that they said uh, you're members of you're, you've three memberships and it's a lot of money and he's like yeah so what
0: and it's just yeah. like that was
1: gone. Well, I never knew that. And It <laughs> was kind of uh, a big issue. He was like, "Well, I earn more and blah blah blah," and then it became a thing.
0: Yeah, then so you're getting into that. I was seeing that too much of a relation to people on the consultation having it out. I do think, though, to be fair, I will say because the content we create and um, and when people come into the ask Paul for especially for the financial planning consultation. They're usually having the discussion about what they're coming in for. It's yeah. very rarely that people are coming in like it's not because we're out on Instagram and couples are probably showing each other. I hope look at this video. He yeah. said this, or you know, one of the guys in the mortgage department said, "Why you're yeah. on you on the team or Darren on the team has mentioned or Andrew or somebody else has mentioned this." they're probably sharing the content or tagging each other in the yeah, content yeah. so they're on somewhat the same page yeah. they're looking for a financial planner looking for guidance so we've been quite blessed and us Paul that we kind of break down those barriers before people come in Yeah. Cool. Um, but I will say COVID-19 has been a massive game changer and that people are talking about money more than they have ever done before mm-hmm. and couples are getting joint consultations because they can do them on Zoom now like 90% of our consultations still to this day like in 2023 20, are done on Zoom wow. where you go back to Twenty twenty or twenty nineteen, we would have had every Tuesday maybe five consultations, you know, and yeah, the rest yeah. of the consultation, the business were all doing face to face in someone's office or in our office in Stalorgan or Sandyford where we were back then. Um, yeah, so it's completely changed, uh, yeah. which I think is great. It's been it's been it's been a good outcome. Uh, that people Big got talk yeah. about money and yeah. being They've the different. They've had
1: time state. to talk to each other
0: about exactly, it. Exactly. Well, yeah. 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 Nothing else to do. Uh,
1: um, yeah. Let's get into something even sexier than that, which is uh, tax benefit <laughs> uh, of getting married. You're such a juice Is there?
0: <laughs> it's, it's, you Really know how to charm the ladies, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you know what I mean? I can imagine your first dates. <laughs> That's literally <laughs> yeah. straight. So, what uh, tax <laughs> bracket are you in? <Ewan>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Did you want a wine or? Is <laughs> I just, yeah. Oh, look at the VAT rate in that yeah. receipt. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> Are you
1: into that? I'm yeah. into that. <laughs> all right, here now, let's, come on. Uh, I could keep, keep going all day on that. But um, I'll just get the bill. Fuck it. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> yeah. uh Anyway, t- so the tax benefit of getting married, like you know, so people- So, i got to clear this up in.
0: very, very, very simply, okay. okay? This is not rocket science, and I'm glad you brought this up, because I didn't even see this, I don't know. So, I mean, I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. From January 2023, so from this year, it's a situation that if you earn up to 40,000 euro income in Ireland, you're going to be on the lower rate of income tax, which is 20%. Individually? Individually, that. just individually. Okay, If you earn over 40 grand per annum, you're going to be the higher rate of income tax, which mm-hmm. is 40%. There's two rates in Ireland, 40% and 20%. Okay? So if you get married, you can notify revenue and you can share your tax credits. Absolutely no benefit unless one person's on the higher rate of income tax and the other person is on the lower rate of income tax. So you can go on the lower rate then? No. <laughs> so if you're on the lower rate, so let's say somebody, if you earn less, so let's say somebody is earning 35 grand yep. um, and their spouse is earning 50 grand. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the person that's earning 50 grand is on 10,000 above 40 grand is earned at 40%. Okay. Yeah and the person below it on 35 grand is only earning up to tw- 35 grand and 20%. So they just have five grand left over. They yeah. can give that five grand to their spouse. So that means the person now on 40 grand or 50 grand can earn 45 grand at the lower of income tax and they don't go to higher rate of income tax unless they go over the 45 grand. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's the only benefit. Okay. And the benefit works here about nine, about nine grand typically what can be shared maximum. So you're looking at about 1,800 quid in a year. Mm. It's not enough to be getting married over. Yeah. (laughs) A wedding's going to cost you way more than 1,800 quid. Yeah. So don't be thinking there's a big tax advantage to getting married. And it's only on the lower rate of income tax. It only makes a difference if one's the higher rate or the lower rate. So you've got two people or a couple and they're both earning 50 grand each. It makes absolutely no difference if they're sharing their tax credits. Okay. Doesn't make a difference wow. at all. Now, where this can come in really handy though is if somebody's going, say, on job sharing or a, a career break or they're going on maternity leave and are taking extended maternity leave without getting an income from their employment or without any maternity benefit from, from the state. So they might be taking a year off work, an extra six months off work. They might have been on 50 grand and they're that year they're only going to earn thirty, so they can share some of that ten grand with their partner or with their spouse. Then,
1: yeah, does that make yeah, sense?
0: Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, that that's really how the tax system works for married people. It's that easy. You think people overcomplicate it, yeah, yeah, and think it's something more than that it is. Um, one thing while we're on tax though is we need to talk about inheritance tax. Okay, yeah. So inheritance tax is really, really, really important. Okay, because on inheritance tax. People that cohabitate in Ireland. They're going to do an episode completely on inheritance tax. I think it's worth mentioning here as well. We're talking about couples. So if you are living with somebody and you're not married to them. And this is really important. Probably should mention this in the episode we discuss with mortgages. But if you're in a relationship with somebody um, and you're not married. You're treated as strangers. So let's say we have a couple, uh, Paul and Sarah, and Paul and Sarah have just bought a house together for 400 grand. They're cohabitating and are married and they're living there for 20 odd years, whatever it is. Um, And Paul passes away. Sarah technically inherits his half of the house. But because they're strangers, she's only really allowed to inherit up to 16,250 off Paul as a stranger tax-free. So now Sarah technically has a liability of in around 180 grand at 33 percent revenue will hit with that bill fairly soon after Paul kicks his clocks. Now it's very simple. What anybody should be doing, not even notice, but when, what people should be doing in this instance is when you're taking out, you have a mortgage, you got to take out a mortgage protection policy. We discussed this already in the market, Just go yeah. back and listen. So if you're going to take out a mortgage protection policy, just take another life insurance policy. What Sarah should do is insure Paul for 160 grand. 20 or 30 quid a month pittance, and then pause should insure Sarah. So, you have a life assurance policy insuring each other, and that life assurance policy pays out and pays the inheritance tax bill. And not many couples get that advice or are aware that mm. they are in a situation where they have a tax liability. Um, and that's a big one. So, I just thought I'd mention that because we're talking about spouses and te- sharing tax credits and the benefits. But if you're not married, you don't have the benefit because you don't get those tax credits. But just something to be wary of uh, for yeah. couples. It's a little bit of a sneaky one that not many people get advice on or are not even aware of until something goes wrong. Um, um, yeah. and it's not a nice thing to find out that you you know you've inherited your house of your partner you might have been with for twenty years or thirty years or forever when you got married, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. which is madness just because you haven't got married yeah. you know you shared your life with somebody and you're getting hit as a stranger's tax bill it's absolutely ludicrous. Is there any would that change you think? Is there any ah, no it's not really a big appetite to change those type of rules from wow, the department. Okay. Um, I can't see it changing. We will we'll um, get into
1: inheritance tax big time. We will the in another episode we just thought to
0: mention it. Yeah, so if yeah. you listen it's to this episode, though, yeah. yeah, if you're listening to this episode way later than February in the year, you'll probably just search under the podcast for the inheritance taxation, it will be there.
1: Well, speaking of uh, marriages, um, weddings, massive bill
0: for everybody Um, in Uh, Yeah, it is. But what I will say, sorry to jump before you get into this. I don't know what the topic is. Uh, Sorry, no, the topic is. I know what your notes are. But from a marriage point of view, COVID-19 is definitely shaking this up. Big time. Definitely shaking this up. Where couples before COVID-19 had massive pressure to have massive weddings, big stags, big hens. And the amount of people I've got a good few friends That went off Just, just fucked off And got married yeah. <laughs> Sorry that's what they yeah, did yeah. And fair play to them yeah. It was deadly And they're married They're committed to each other yeah. The whole life And they're probably 20 or 30 grand better off Yeah and fair play to them. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And I think it's really taken the stress off people. Now some people still want the big wedding. I get that. No yeah, yeah. problem with it. Again, not a big deal. Uh, but I just think it's been cool how many people have gone off, got married, um, and not had big, it's been massive a big expenses. Shift it's been a big cultural shift. Yeah. shift. yeah, it has. It's great in terms
1: of realizing that the marriage is actually about the two of you and not yeah. every single, which is nice. It's. Yeah. Not, I think
0: it's a good reset. I think we needed that reset. As yeah, society. Yeah. I really. Now, do. Saying that, I did see a wedding the other night, and it looked
1: incredible. It was a big one, and a big all the all the trappings that you get with a wedding yeah. really cool to I'm see sorry, that COVID. is cool by the way exactly. and I think yeah. there's
0: nothing better than a really good wedding yeah. as well yeah, uh, yeah. and again I'm not saying right and wrong but I'm just I, I think it's great the way it it's been a reset especially for couples that maybe don't have it's the money perspective. and I put themselves under massive financial stress yeah. to you know again that kind of keeping up with the Joneses where yeah. you can kind of get away with it now in the back of COVID-19 yeah. um, I think that's really good for couples
1: yeah inviting like third cousins that you'll never see and all that kind oh, of, God, of stuff God. I mean common on yeah the pressure is on not for me Um, unless you're marrying your (laughs) tour I might have to (laughs) so Paul Merriman, we've talked about the kind of journey through a relationship basically uh, kind of the whole way and then there's obviously divorce and, and what goes into those kind of things which we can
0: catch up again on uh, maybe another time. Yeah, let's leave la- it is Valentine's Day, you know, we yeah, put this episode around Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, let's keep the positivity, really, P. Uh, let's keep let's let's you know? positive positive. <laughs> yeah, we will discuss divorces and we will discuss break up of marriages yeah. and from a financial planet point of view another episode for because sure, I think that's a really big thing for people and I you understand how complicated it can get. that can get. Yeah. Um speaking from experience in on that one as well, but that's for another episode. Yeah.
1: Okay. And uh well for now, I mean I guess let's keep it romantic and um me and Paul are going to sing you out uh, just, let's, <laughs> let's get, get it on, on. <laughs> I reckon people's head in the zero here now
0: uh, anyway thanks so we are available
1: for gigs yeah, any time yeah weddings show.
0: divorce parties whatever yeah, you want yeah. uh, we're available
1: alright well that's great An that episode thank you very much Paul cheers
0: Paul you much appreciate I was about to say thanks Paul I love you <laughs> um, we're still not getting a joint account. go fuck yourself yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Two Pauls on the Pod podcast. If you've liked what you've heard today, please don't forget to subscribe to more episodes. We'd love
1: to hear from our listeners. So if you have any financial questions or if you have feedback from the show, just go to askpaul.ie or check out Paul's Instagram account on Ask Paul.